Welcome to the Fast Female Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about fatty liver. What is fatty liver? Why does it matter? Why is it a big deal? And how can you successfully treat it? How can you actually reverse it naturally without having to use any medication or any special medical treatments? So in case you didn't know, fatty liver is really, really common. So it's estimated about a third of the adults in the United States have fatty liver disease. And if it's someone who's over 50 with diabetes or obesity, then it's somewhere around two-thirds or 66% of people have fatty liver disease. So that's crazy common, right? And that's confirmed by my personal experience because in the emergency room, the most common reason that people come into the emergency room is abdominal pain. And so very frequently on emergency room patients, we end up getting a CAT scan or an ultrasound of the abdomen. And whenever we do that, it's basically a coin flip, whether it's going to come back with some sort of wording that means the person probably has a fatty liver. And furthermore, I can kind of just tell at a glance whether somebody has a fatty liver, (laughs) because there's a few key hallmarks. And those hallmarks are belly fat, high blood pressure, and high blood sugar. If you have like two out of those three, you pretty much have a fatty liver (laughs) Um, almost every time. And the reason is that each of those three things I mentioned are related to insulin resistance. And so if you have high insulin, then you have high blood sugar. and And one of the things that causes the insulin resistance is actually the fatty liver. So once you get those fatty deposits in your liver, that makes you have insulin resistance in your liver, which means you have high blood sugar and other problems. So it's a whole, I guess everything's kind of interwoven, let's put it that way. Um, in terms of all those different issues. All right, so what the heck is fatty liver? Well, if it wasn't clear already, it's fat in your liver, right? That's what the name says. So what's the... Don't you always have fat in your liver? Well, no, not really. So it's, it's when you get a whole bunch of extra fatty deposits and your liver turns into a big grease ball. Uh, so, so you have all these extra fatty deposits in your liver. But where do these fatty deposits come from? Is it from because you ate too much fat? Well, no. The main cause of the fatty deposits in your liver is processed sugar and processed starch. So in other words, carbohydrates, but particularly refined carbohydrates, the ones that get metabolized very quickly, digested very quickly, that sort of thing. So what if you eat a bunch of sugar? Uh, and a bunch of starch all at once. Let's say a Happy Meal from McDonald's, which is not a very happy thing. But um, So you have all these French fries, you have the bun from the burger, and you have soda. Let's say you have all that stuff rushing into your stomach and then your intestines, and then where is it going to go from there? It's going to go to your liver. So it's all rushing to the liver all at once because it all breaks down into sugar very, very quickly. So you have all this sugar coming to the liver, all this glucose specifically, and fructose as well. So the glucose and the fructose. So when you get all of that in your liver all at once, like way more than, than your ancestors ever had, because they, they never ate a Happy Meal from McDonald's, as far as I know. So you're, <laughs> you're distant relatives. But um, what happens then? So the next thing that happens is because there's so much sugar in your liver, some of it has to get turned into fat right then and there to get rid of it. And that's called de novo lipogenesis, fancy jargon, right? But it just means making new fat. And so what you do is you make fat out of the sugar. So your body can do that. It turns the sugar into fat. 
And so all that fat gets turned into basically triglycerides in your liver. And so now you have a fatty liver. So this mechanism that I just explained was basically confirmed in a 2012 study where what they did was they took some people and they fed them too many carbohydrates, like a lot of sugar and starch, for just a few weeks, just three weeks. And during those three weeks, there was actually a 27% increase in the amount of liver fat that those people had, but only a 2% increase in their body weight. So they had a bunch of extra liver fat without gaining much weight. So that's the basic mechanism, and that's what they kind of demonstrated in that particular study. So that's what fatty liver is, and that's kind of how it happens. But why is it a problem? Well, there's a couple different reasons why it's a big, big, big problem. And one of those is what I mentioned earlier, which is that it's crazy common. So everybody and their dog has it. So once it gets super common, well, then any negative consequences are magnified, right? But the other problem is it makes it so your liver doesn't work properly. So there's a whole series of steps. So you get all these fatty deposits, and then later that turns into inflammation in the liver, and then later that can turn into scarring, which is sometimes called cirrhosis. And then after that, you've got a bunch of things going on. So the liver's not working right. There's kind of a backup of the blood flow because the blood can't flow through the liver properly. And then, like I said, you've got all this inflammation, and then you get insulin resistance along the way because your liver it can't process sugar the way that it's supposed to or you know do all the different things related to blood sugar the way that it's supposed to. And then eventually, you have liver failure. So if enough of it scars and gets destroyed, then it doesn't work anymore. And unfortunately, you can't live without your liver. So even while the liver is failing, it's pretty miserable. Sometimes we have these patients with liver failure in the hospital, or I saw them in family practice back in the day when I was doing that. And they get buildup of various like toxins, you might say, in their blood because you know the liver is not able to clean out the blood the way that it normally would because that's kind of part of what it does. And so they end up just feeling miserable and having weird symptoms and stuff because of these toxins that build up, such as the ammonia, for example. So eventually those people, well, they have an increased risk of liver cancer you know, once they have the cirrhosis and inflammation. They also have a bunch of other related health problems. So once you have the insulin resistance and the fatty liver, you're at a higher risk of heart disease, heart attacks, and other heart problems, diabetes, type 2 diabetes, and all the other things that are related to that, like kidney failure and blindness, et cetera, et cetera, having more strokes and having more amputations and all these different things. So there's a bunch of downstream effects like that. And then, of course, eventually, if your liver completely goes out, then you would have to either get a liver transplant or you would die. So that's the whole series of consequences, the domino effect of this fatty liver thing. So of course, not everyone with fatty liver has all of those consequences, but because there are millions and millions and millions of people with fatty liver now, enough of them are having those consequences that it's getting pretty common. And fatty liver actually wasn't very common at all until just a few decades ago. So there's a very clear connection, a very clear, clear correlation and kind of trend that goes along with the modern way of eating, the modern lifestyle. Sort of the standard American diet, which is not really just American, or just kind of a modern way of eating in general, which the main underpin, underpinning of that is processed food, right? That's the main thing that's different now versus decades or centuries ago. 
So for this tiny little sliver of human history, which is the last 50 years or, or so, we've been eating tons and tons and tons of processed food. And when we eat all that processed food, that includes a lot of processed sugar, processed starches, all those different processed carbs, they get turned into fat in the liver, and then the liver doesn't work, and then there's all these downstream effects. It's bad news. So having laid that foundation, what then would be the treatment for fatty liver? Why did I say you can reverse it naturally without any medication or any special medical treatment? Well, part of it is just intuitive. You've probably figured it out already. If the main cause of fatty liver is all this refined sugar and refined starch that we eat too much of, and if you do it too much, eventually you get all these fatty deposits, then there's a pretty simple fix. Remove that stuff from your diet. Now, that sounds simple. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to explain, but it's not easy to do because the foods that cause it are addictive. So a lot of people are addicted to sugar or addicted to starchy foods, processed foods. And it's just very culturally, it's part of what we do. And it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. It's, it's part of all the, you know, like in the, the places where the government kind of controls the food supply, like the military or schools or whatnot. Then there's tons and tons of this processed food. And it's also in all the grocery stores and all the convenience stores and all the restaurants. And so we buy a lot of it too. So it's, you just can't really get away from it unless you try very hard. <laughs> it's very much an uphill battle. So easy to explain, hard to do in practice. But that is the simple sounding fix to fatty liver. And there are a few ways to kind of do that, of course. And one is to do a ketogenic diet. One is to just avoid processed foods and try to eat a, quote, whole foods diet. And then any degree of fasting can also help because then obviously you're not consuming any sugar during that time when you're fasting. You're not consuming any processed carbs either. And then the fatty deposits in your liver can gradually recede, can gradually start to break down and go away during the time that you're fasting. One other treatment that has been shown to have some benefits is MCT oil. There's a specific study I looked at where supplementing with MCT oil, also known as medium chain triglyceride oil, helps um, reduce fatty liver. And um, I don't know the exact mechanism, but it may have something to do with how the MCT oil boosts your ketones and then it kind of changes your metabolism a little bit in that way. So until recently, there wasn't a lot of human research about treatments for fatty liver. It was, it was like a lot of things, right? It was like Alzheimer's or type 2 diabetes or other things that people just kind of said, oh, it's not going to get better. It's just going to get worse. And of course, the fatty liver wasn't that common until recently either. So it's kind of a blend. It's like it wasn't even on our radar and then we didn't really know what to do with it. And then finally, there is a little bit of research. So in 2021, there was a randomized controlled trial where they looked at this. They looked at treating treatments for fatty liver. And it included three groups. So they divided the people into three groups. One of them was the standard diet. One of them was a low-carb diet. And one of them was a type of intermittent fasting, or at least they call it intermittent fasting. It's the 5-2 diet where two days a week you'd eat a lot less food than usual, like way less. Um, so those were the three groups. And it was, a, I guess, a, about a 12-week period was the main study period. And during that 12-week period, there was actually a 50% reduction in liver fat in both the low-carb diet group and the fasting group. So both of those had a big benefit. 
um, of reducing the amount of liver fat by about half, cutting it in half, chopping it in half. So that's a pretty big improvement in just a few months. And I suspect that if you did a little bit more aggressive protocol, you could get even faster improvement. For example, this is just an anecdote, but it kind of partially illustrates it. So a few years ago when I was at a conference, um, I heard this story about an abdominal surgeon who would put his patients on a 48-hour water fast before surgery. And the goal was to clear out the fatty deposits in the liver, because I guess that surgeon had just kind of figured out through experience that that would generally clear out the fatty deposits in the liver. And I don't know exactly what kind of surgery he was doing, but it might have been around the liver area. So maybe that's why, you know, wanted to kind of shrink the liver down to size and, and kind of not have all the extra bulk to deal with during the surgery. So in other words, the suggestion was that just a 48-hour water fast might be able to clear out the fatty deposits in your liver. Now, is that long enough for everyone? Surely not. Because, of course, there's a whole spectrum like everything. How much fat do you have in your liver? How much scarring do you have? Because once you get a lot of scarring, it's going to be more difficult to try and heal. And eventually, you can't completely heal it if you have cirrhosis, which is the scarring. But if it's just fatty deposits, then eventually they'll go away if you do the right protocol. If you just have a few fatty deposits, 48 hours is probably plenty of time. If you have a bunch, it might take a lot longer. For example, it might require an extended fast of a week or 10 days if you were just trying to clear it out all at once. But of course, you don't need to do it all at once. You could do it gradually over weeks or months, and that's fine. Because as long as you're moving in the right direction, it's not a big deal if it takes a little more time. So in terms of how long it would take to cure fatty liver with these types of approaches, it just depends on the combination of how much fatty deposits you have, how many fatty deposits you have, how much scarring there is, etc., how much inflammation, and what kind of approach you use, you know, how, how aggressive your fasting protocol is. Because in that study, they didn't even do full-blown fasting. All they did was this 5-2 diet, which is eating a, a, about 25% of normal calories two days a week. So imagine if they'd done a full 36-hour water fast twice a week. So like two days of actual fasting each week probably would have been, you know, a 75% or an 80% reduction in the liver fat during that same study period. So in summary, fatty liver, which was previously unknown, is now very, very common. It means you have a bunch of fatty deposits in your liver. It causes a whole bunch of problems like insulin resistance, liver inflammation, liver failure, heart problems, strokes, etc., etc., All those things are more common, liver cancer, eventually the need for a liver transplant. And so you really don't want to have this long term. If you have it right now and and you haven't had it very long, not the end of the world because you can fix it. You can fix it by reducing refined carbs, including sugar and starch, or just avoiding processed foods in general, or doing some fasting, or any combination thereof. There's some pretty good research now to back up this approach of using fasting or low-carb to treat fatty liver. And if you do an even more aggressive protocol than what they did in that study, you'll probably have some pretty rapid results. If you need some help getting started with fasting, you can check out my intermittent fasting checklist at fastingwell.com checklist or my easy fasting guide at fastingwell.com easy. Also, I've been putting out a bunch of YouTube videos lately, so if you're into the whole YouTube scene, then go ahead and hop over to my channel. I'll put a link to that as well, so you can just kind of see what's over there and subscribe if you want to, turn on notifications if you want to. Thanks a lot for listening. Hope it was helpful. I'll see you on the next episode.
The Fasting Well podcast is not medical advice and does not replace the need to consult with your own medical providers.